Hello and welcome to the Madison podcast. I am your host 80% of the time or 82.3% of the time, if you want to be specific. New York's favorite British mortgage broker, Ben Lavender. We have a very special guest today and um, the CEO, owner, founder, Steve Jobs of the real estate business, Mr. Daniel Shamoyle of Varro. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Thank you, Ben. How are you doing today? Appreciate that. I'm doing fantastic. Nice, nice tan again, by the way. Thank you. Looking very fresh. I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So thank you for coming on. So we have we have a lot to talk about, actually. And we're going to take it step by step because we don't want to rush into it too much. So what we like to do, Danny, with our guests is kind of give our audience a little insight to who you are before we get to the real juice. Right. Patience, people, patience. So, uh, Danny, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, how you got into the business when and uh, and kind of take it from there and we'll, we'll flow into it? Sure. I'd love to. You know, I uh, actually started um, my real estate course in college. It was a rec class, um, had no intentions of being an agent, but took a rec class, sparked my interest, passed it. Um, coincidentally, my father was renovating a property of his in East Harlem. And so I use that as a tool to learn and see if I can rent the apartments. And, you know, within two weeks I had, I'd rented out the whole building. So I knew I'm good at this, you know, let me give it a shot. Um, so in 1999, I got sponsored by city habitats, um, which is where I started my career as a real estate agent. You've got some real time in the business. Yeah. That's 21 years. Yeah. It's a veteran, right? 22 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a long road. Um, you know, I started at the very bottom. I, I learned City Habitats was a great company for me to learn at. Um, but I quickly uh, went from doing rentals and being a top agent at my office um, to doing sales. Um, and once I gave up 50 percent of that first check on my sales deal, <laughs> that, that ten thousand dollar check for me um, was pivotal. Yeah. And it was it was at that point I realized that I can't give away half of my commission. I, I yeah. need to be the broker um, in this situation. And fifty percent is juicy. Yeah. And so I I decided to, you know, look into what is it required to become a broker. And oh, it was that, that quick. Wow. Yeah. I had the requirements and I went for it. And I, I got my broker's license in 2004. Holy crap. Yeah, that's extremely fast progression. Yeah. So what was business like then in 2004? Like what really changed for you between like 1999 and 2004? Because I'm sure, especially as a new and you must have been, I'm assuming, in your early mid 20s at the time, that's that takes some balls to do that, man. So what really changed for you? Was it scary? Were you cool, calm, collected? I mean, I I would have been scared. (laughs) I was scared. I, I was young. I was 22. Um, but I was a risk taker. I had a good support system, thank God. Yeah. Um, so that was very helpful for me. But uh, I was a risk taker and I, and I wanted to grow and I, and I wanted to add value to the real estate community. And so I went for it. And we opened up our first retail location on Fulton Street in the financial district, oh, wow. um, pre 9-11. And we, we outfitted the office and we immediately started to hire real estate agents locally. Um, and we uh, actually hit the recession as we were a couple years in the business, which positioned us pretty well in the financial district. And that gave us like a dominant stronghold on all the new construction that was coming up down there. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. 
So, so you, had we, a, you had a major leg up. We had a big leg up. We had a nice four or five year run. Um, and, you know, back in uh, 2008, we noticed uh, the recession. In 2009, the recession took a big hit. Um, and so I actually had um, lost my, my firm in 2009 mm. uh, for a variety of reasons. It was, it was the market. It was um, a partner that I had. It was um, disagreements on how the business was being run. And so I had uh, quickly uh, migrated that business into a new brokerage, um, you know, which at that point I, I realized the business is really changing. Yeah. You know, City Habitats was sold for millions of dollars at this point. Um, everybody was coming up trying to be the next City Habitats. And I just saw the trend being very repetitive. And mm. I didn't want to be part of the same trend. I wanted to be different. And so I thought, you know, what would it be like if I started a 100% commission firm and gave away the entire check for a super low monthly fee? Um, and this is around the same time where Facebook was was going live, yeah. you know, free, everything was free and everybody was joining it. So I say, you know, let's go for it. You know, we'll figure it out. And that was it. You know, I, I started the idea, the concept was Voro. That's, that's a major gamble. And evidently it's, it's paid off. You're doing fantastic now. But I also think it's like the fact that you went through a down and you're open and you're honest about it is also really nice because especially like on these, not these podcasts specifically, but when people are on camera, they, they tend to hide, right, the bad things that have happened. But the, the truth is, is that you learned from that. And I imagine that's what gave you the confidence. Like, despite the fact that you closed it down, you went and opened something else. Correct. And it's like, I, I learned from this. Let's go. And now Varro is kicking butt, as they say. That's right. So... The whole the the agent split thing, a hundred a hundred percent commission. Obviously, that is very attractive. Right. Very 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 attractive. So, how did you go about? Because like marketing or even recruiting, it must have been. Well, I'm I'm not even sure. Was it difficult? Was it easy? Especially like that time in the business coming out of the recession. Uh, were a lot of people trying to get into the business? Were they weary and had like a bad flavor in their mouth? How, how was that? Great question. Uh, you know, the timing was, I think, perfect because a lot of people got hurt during the recession and a lot of people realize how important it is to add that extra money to your bottom line. Mm. Um, so it was a great tool and a great asset to introduce to the market and something that would be very advantageous to an agent. Um, but like you said, people were speculative. Why yeah. is he giving away a hundred percent? What's what's the ba- what's the back what's, yeah. what's the backdrop here? What's the catch? Um, and we heard that for a while. You know, we heard that up until our first two hundred agents. But as we grew, other agents were able to refer other agents and get their testimony on how their experience has been at the firm. And so that organic growth really helped mitigate that comment of that speculation of. You know why, and people really just started to understand because it's, it's, it's this amazing is the new way of doing business. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a tech platform. It's it's remote access. It's virtual real estate. It's adapting to the future and getting accustomed to to where the world is really going. So that, that's actually a really good point, and I'm glad you brought that up because you said it yourself that the the business is changing. It's evolving with technology. So do you feel like the standard 
split it, whether they're at city habitats or some other place, you know, typical 80-20, it's simply not worth it. Like the broker isn't providing 20% value. Is that what you really mean there? 100%. So yeah. I, I'm i a big advocate of, of gray area companies not being worth an agent's time. So it's either, <laughs> yeah. you know, either go 100% and maximize your potential or go work at an Uber luxury firm like Douglas Elliman or Compass where they're at least going to give you access to their luxury buildings. They'll give you mm. access to their luxury leads. And so then it makes sense to give up commission. But if you're going to be working at your you know, gray area, your mom and pop office, your, your broker is an active broker. He's competing against you. You don't get leads. You don't get training. You just want to sit in a fancy office and give away you know, 30, 40 percent of your commission for no reason like that. I don't agree with. Yeah. And what's interesting is despite the fact and I think this is good for us to address because a lot of people think 100 percent commission. I don't get service. I don't get training. I don't get anything. And and you do that stuff. Correct. Regardless, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of debunk that myth for our agents watching? Absolutely. I mean, I'm a long term guy i'm a long-term thinker and i know that um you know reputation and repetition are are super important so we don't like to just be a hundred percent commission company and you know you kind of just join the platform and you know you're lost and you don't know what you're doing we have a very personal touch we have really good customer service our turnaround time is impeccable but at the same time we have all of the traditional resources you would have at any brokerage yeah, so, just without the 40% split. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Without the 40% split, without the big fancy office, although we still have the fancy office, those are not our selling points. Yeah. And our selling points are the platform, the ability to, to, to grow, to be remote, and to not be obligated. Yeah. So in terms of your, how many agents do you have now, Danny? We're actually approaching 1,000. Um, our marketing has been on point, but it's been predominantly organic growth a lot of organic growth so it's working basically it's working the the results are there and what what are the the agents saying i imagine that other than the splits obviously is there anything specific that they really love i know varo personally has a very good reputation right whenever i work with a varo agent on a deal it's always seamless they they tend to be more trained more this is a funny thing to say and yeah, it will offend some people, but they just seem to be more professional. Mm-hmm. Do you have some type of process when it comes to vetting them out or or how do you go about all that stuff? You know, every license gets vetted um, by the DOS. So, yeah. you know, right away, you know, they're semi-clean if they're able to get licensed. Um, most agents really that hold a license are come, come from like a professional background. Yeah. Um, do we go and vet deep into their personal life and whatnot <laughs> i mean probably not but we're very we're very um well that would be a bit much too yeah i mean we're just really focused on making sure we have an overall good presentation in the marketplace and although we accept anyone and everyone we we have a zero tolerance for people that are unethical um or anybody that's doing the wrong thing in the business so we, we will disassociate you from the firm if if we felt like you weren't conducting your business the Cut. right way so out you out son out good and that's you know that's the way it should be honestly and for a lot of brokers i imagine it's hard for them to type kind of make that decision because 
they're losing on revenue. But you said it yourself, you're a long-term guy and it makes more sense to protect the company's reputation than just make a couple bucks. Correct, 100%. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be in this for, for the long haul and you know, COVID was huge, you know, and when we got sent home during COVID, I thought, man, this is over. Yeah. But all the things that we had put in place in anticipation of where the business is heading, virtual, um, remote, that actually propelled us in COVID. Mm. Um, agents that had commissions pending at offices, the broker couldn't leave the house to come open the door. Uh, but banks were open, closings were happening, wires were available. And being that we were set up remote, we were able to pay our agents. We didn't nice. need to, we didn't need to open our doors. Our doors were always open. Yeah. And so we actually captured a tremendous amount of agents through COVID. And when they got when they got wind of, you know, how we conducted ourselves, I think that that really put us more on the map um, after that experience, which was really good. So COVID basically was like a catalyst that propelled you because you have the tech and the virtual setup exactly. to, to process transactions, to process commission, which from my understanding, the traditional, you know, you got to come pick up your check and, you know, all this nonsense. Is the broker in? Oh, come back at three. It's like th there's basically none of that at Varo. It's just instantaneous. Instantaneous. Yep. And then I started this firm 10 years ago. You know, it was early, but I said to myself, this this business is going to go virtual one day. Yeah. And, and hence the name I chose, Virtual Online Realty Office, the acronym for Voro. And 10 years later, we are going virtual. So where do you, when you say going virtual, what, what do you mean exactly? You're talking about the brokerage specifically or just the the business that we're going to, you know, I saw someone talking about putting on a headset and yeah. like going exploring a house. Is, what, what, so what do you mean when you say virtual? So out, outside of, you know, everything we talked about, the, the website, the way that company is set up, but where we're headed is super cool. You know, we hear metaverse. Or yeah. We hear, uh, you know, digital land and... Zuckerberg, um, you freak. A couple of brokers recently <laughs> just became like the first luxury brokers in the metaverse. And, wow. you know, there's the NFTs, um, which could become, you know, a version of your business card or it could be attached to the homes that you're selling. And, you know, all of these things get recorded on blockchain and, yeah. you know, may replace deeds and paper. And so that would know, be incredible because that slows down the process tremendously. Exactly. All that nonsense. That would be amazing. And it avoids a ton of fraud, right? So yes. Things go on blockchain. It's super clean, super organized. Um, and then you have the VR headsets, which can be a game changer, especially on our national platform. You know, I have a, an agent in Colorado that wants to sell a property in New York. He may not want to come here. He may, may not want to refer the commission to another agent. Mm. But if you're able to put those VR goggles on and show a New York property to a customer and both of you are meeting in the apartment, I think that's epic. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's where we're, our mindset is at. You know, how are we going to get Voro into the metaverse? How are we going to be the first qualified broker to sell land in the metaverses? How are we going to um, uh, incorporate NFTs to our listings and to our agents? And so these are all the things we're looking forward to in 2022. So with that said, I mean, I haven't heard a single other person in the real estate business other than someone big. But to be fair, you are very big. You have you have a huge uh, following and a lot of agents, but talking about that stuff. And the truth is, it's probably not going to be a staple for another five to 10 years, there's so much right. adoption that has to take place. And I imagine a lot of legislation as well. Sure. But you're 
ahead of everyone else because no one's talking about it. So, so that's yeah. really where you see it going, Absolutely. which is, that's exciting. It I'm, is. I'm excited just listening to you. It's going to change the game even on the mortgage side too. It's going to make the process more efficient. And it sounds like the, the more efficient it is, I think less cost. Right. Right. Less cost to the consumer, to the agent, to the originator. Correct. It's going to be better for everyone. Everyone can get better deals. Yeah. Overall, better experience. And that's what it's about. It's the customer experience, the agent's experience, and then I'm enjoying, you know, enjoying what they do and, and being a, a part of a company that's ahead of the curve. It would suck to see these things and know about them, but to not put them into play, knowing that. You know, you're responsible for your company. You're responsible for your business. Mm. I feel like, you know, is, is is where some people lack in staying ahead. Yes. Some people is a, is a not an exaggeration. You know, it's a, more people need to think this way, I think, in order to adapt to what's coming. So but it's fairness, exciting. It's not easy. It's, yeah. it's a lot to wrap your head around, you know, and, and even for me, I'm still learning. I'm always looking for mentors to teach me. Yeah. And I'm always talking to the right people to know that, you know, I'm doing the right thing because I don't have I don't have all the answers. You know, a lot of agents give us the answers and a lot of people around us give us answers. And we use those. We use that information to better everything. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. OK, so let's get into the exciting the news, the formal announcement. Danny, I think I will let you take this one away and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Go ahead. Sure. I mean, we. Voro's always been um, affiliated with lenders. Um, big integral part of our business, obviously. Every house sale needs a mortgage, um, whether it's a traditional loan or, or any other type of loan. They need a loan to close unless you're an all-cash buyer. So Madison's been um, impeccable at their services, and um, they intrigue my interest. So we had some conversations, and we thought, you know, let's, let's see how we can collaborate we talked things through, and um, I like the way it sounded. So, actually, I gave uh, Ben a couple of deals, and we tested the waters. And I just wanted to understand how their flow works, how their system works. And I put myself in the place of one of our customers, and how that that would be for them. And you know, from from the time Ben discussed what the loan terms are, explained things to me, um, put me through this system, and showed me their tech tools. They are amazing in terms of their quality of service. The rates are absolutely amazing. And their service is, is really good. And it doesn't end at the end of the transaction. They really make a big point on following up after, after the deal is done, making sure that you guys are good after the closing is complete. And every year they check in and they have systems in place where they don't always have to remember manually that, you know, they sold a house to X person or um, is that person going to need to refinance next year if the rates dipped? Like, you know, they're really they're really on top of their business. And I think their tech is a good fit for where Voro is going. Yep. And what I felt with a lot of other lenders, they were ne they were never able to keep up with how we needed our business done. And it's it's professionalism it's collaboration and it's it's staying in tune with the tech because the deal never ends when when you sign the docs it's it's a no. continuous relationship and unless you have technology in place for things like that you're, you there's no way 
that you're going to be able to constantly communicate with your customers because it's impossible. what do we do? We did like, you know, a hundred loans last month or 200 yeah. loans last month 200, at, yeah. at Madison. So, you know, put that over the course of a year and 10 years, you got 25, 30,000 clients that um, you guys have to stay in touch with. And I think the way you set up your tech is integral. And I think that's going to be a big part of our relationships growth. We appreciate that, man. So yeah. we're, we're excited to partner with of you, course. obviously. And thank you again for, for coming on and, and mentioning those things. We appreciate it. And um, I mean, you're 100% right. We favor or credit rather a lot of our success to our tech, right? Because it's there's a combination of staying in touch with the client on a personal level, which we do every day. We have technology in place. Like we use technology to keep us accountable to ensure that we stay in touch with the clients. Right. So we have like specific measurements, everything is tracked, phones, emails, everything, response time, how many calls are picked up, everything. You, you name it, Shah has thought about it. Right. So we've got all that in place. And in terms of the post-close follow-up, as well, we've got a bunch of tools that really, really help. And most importantly, um, for the agents watching, especially those of you at Varo, is that all the tools that we have for post-close is co-branded with you, mm. right? So it's not our clients because be, to be truthful, right? We, us mortgage originators like to think that, yes, I mean, at the end of the day, we need us, um, you need us to close a deal, but that could be said about any originator, right? Anyone can say that. So. We want to give you more value than just simply closing a deal. And through our post-close follow-up is how we do that. So like one of the tools that we use is something called HomeBot. Mm -hmm. HomeBot is an interactive tool that the best way that I explain it, it's like a Zillow report on your okay. property, but on steroids. Okay. Um, and it's super strong. And again, it's co-branded with the agent. So anytime the customer, for instance, like clicks, hey, what's my home value? Right. The first thing that happens is that the agent receives a text and an email right. saying your client, Mr. Johnson, just requested an updated value on their home. Mm. Sometimes There's also another button that says, what if I sell my home? What if I refinance and take money out to buy another property? Every single time a customer clicks, and these are serious like inquiries. The customer knows that they're going to get a call. It's not like they just click it and they get a call and don't know because we also don't want to annoy our clients if they're right. just casually inquiring. Right. But the point that I'm trying to make is that you're, it's more opportunities for the agents. Are you gonna get a listing and a deal out of every single one? No, but you'll get maybe 30 to 50%. And we've tracked that by the way. and. In addition to that, I would say, you know, because like a lot of what we see these days, and I'm guilty of this too, Danny, is mm. like, you know, the email campaigns with like, you know, uh, from so-and-so real estate professional, this is my favorite cookie recipe, yeah, right? Which, look, it's a great way of staying top of mind, but it's not a great way of staying top of mind and presenting value. right? And that's what a tool, and again, HomeBot is just one of those tools but that's essentially what it does. It's a way to stay in touch with the client without irritating them and presenting value that, that, that they actually want. So best case is that you end up with another deal. Worst case is that you touch base with your client that you haven't spoke to in six months, 
maybe six years, you had another conversation, checked in on them, and look, maybe if they're not looking to do anything now, they come across their friend, their coworker, whoever, and like, you know what? You're looking to buy a house. I just spoke to Danny at Varro. I haven't spoken to him for a while, actually, but you should call him. It's all about creating opportunities. So again, it's just one of the few ways that we like to present value for you guys and right. uh, and help you grow because your growth, quite frankly, is our growth. Sure. So. And you guys are, are super good with your communication and your outreach. Like a lot of bankers I've worked with or brokers, you know, either you can't reach them when you have a deal because they're so busy yeah. or you're waiting for them to call you back. Um, what's really cool at Madison, from my experience at least, is you guys are proactive about reaching out. You know, you guys have layers of communication. So, you know, if Ben's not available, Shah's available. If neither one of you are available, Adi or other members of your team, Lauren and whatnot, are available. And their their emails are super professional. The way they present themselves are super professional. And I like that. I like that Thanks, image. Man. I like that communication. That. I think the agents would appreciate that. The customers are going to appreciate that. And I think that's that's pivotal for you guys that you yeah. do that. I think that's huge. It's something, and again, thank you for saying it. It's something that, you know, like my, the way that I look at it is that if a client or a realtor has reached out for you for an update, you've already failed, right? So you have to be proactive. So for instance, like one, one of um, my employees, Laura, she is my transaction coordinator. So what happens is certain milestones realtors want to know what's going on mm -hmm. and those milestones tend to be appraisal ordered appraisal scheduled appraisal in loan approval ctc and loan being scheduled for closing so each time we hit those milestones you guys are informed beforehand so you're not reaching out to us to find out we're telling you and not alone of uh, a lot of loan officers do that. And Danny, if you would, because you mentioned this before and, and to expand on this, because this is something that a lot of loan originators can truly learn from when it comes to servicing realtors that they work for and or work with rather and acquiring more business is the, the number one complaint is communication right. or, or lack thereof. So w would you say that's that's really like the main component? Because all the tech stuff and all the other stuff in the world doesn't matter Correct. if you don't communicate. Exactly. Yeah, you could have all the tools in the world, but if you're not using them, what good are they? And you guys have all the tools and what's different is that you're actually using them. Yep. And, you know, the fact that, you know, an agent can be in touch with you about, um, a mortgage and you guys are confrontational about the fact that it didn't work yep. is communication. You know, a lot of a lot of loan officers might have a deal fall apart and they'll just disappear or they don't know how to tell the agent. And even if they did, they won't get creative about fixing it. You know, you guys Absolutely. go out of your way. If there's a credit issue, we're getting credit fixed. Yep. If it's a co-borrower issue, we're looking for a co-borrower. We're coming up with solutions. Like if the deal just shouldn't just die you know, and us not try to get creative and figure it out. And I think, you know, the fact that we are okay, you guys are okay with, and it didn't work, or it was great, or we come up with a variety of solutions and it worked, or if it didn't work, but staying in the pipeline, you know, staying in yeah. the pit and, and not shying away. It's part of the business. We win deals, we lose deals, but we got we to stay communicative about it so that it doesn't cause any background noise, you know?
Yeah, and the important thing that you said there as well is, is being proactive, right? So if we have someone that's applying and it doesn't really work, we'll give them some options on how to make it work. Exactly. Right, and then if there's an issue in a transaction, which let's be real, New York real estate is complicated, issues tend to come up here or there. Right. And communicating that to the realtor quickly, right? And not waiting till the closing date to say, oh, I can't do the deal, I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah. Uh, please send me another deal, trust me. Right, so it's, it's just, again, <laughs> it goes with being professional. It's a professional thing to do. And the, the truth is, is that in, in my experience, because don't get me wrong, like 10 years ago, I was that loan officer that was too scared. I was I was scared of losing business. And I, and I found that over time, you know, we sacked up and we did it the way that we're doing it now. And 99% of the time, you're able to actually come up with a solution to the problem. Because especially if you do it earlier on, you have time to figure it out as opposed to just waiting and, and like you said, disappearing like a lot of loan officers do. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. And, and even if we come up with the solutions and the solutions don't work that day, you know, what we're doing is establishing that relationship, securing the relationship. And it could be the guy may not be able to buy a house today, but you earn the customer for life. And that guy might take six months to fix what they need to fix. But we're back out there six months from now. We're going to find them another house and we'll still close that deal. Yeah, there's, there's a theme here. And the theme is like, think long term. Right. Correct. So like you can't just think, you know, someone calls you, oh, you can't buy a house now. Sorry. Right. Not only is that unprofessional or unethical, but it's inefficient on your side as a business person because you can get that loan or, or deal in, like you said, six months to a year or whatever it is. Right. So all about building that pipeline, basically. Simple rules of life. You know, you always just have to do the right thing. Yeah. Now, do, do the right thing or do the wrong thing. You you say it's simple, but yeah. these days, especially I find like with, with the younger generation, with the instant gratification, and of course I'm generalizing, not everyone's like that, right? But it's right. it's difficult for people to think long term. So we're saying it's it's common sense, but it's becoming less and less common, truth true. be told. And, true. That's true. You know, it's 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 an advantage for those who do think long term. Absolutely. And you know, tech is good if if you use it, but if you let it use you, then you know, you you will be not doing the right thing. I love that. And um, so use tech, don't let it use you, do the right thing, and that in return will keep you in the business long term. Yeah. You know? That's very well said. I haven't heard that before because anyone can use tech at the end of the day, but what differentiates differentiates you is you. Right. So it's like, yeah, you don't want to hide behind the tech. It is a supplement to your business to provide value and make your process better. Correct. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So let's talk about Danny. Now that we have our announcement out of the way, and thank you again, we're excited. Same. Let's let's talk about. Something that you mentioned before, actually, which I found um, very interesting, that 2020 COVID really boosted Varo, right? So right. what do you see, like, what are the, the other trends, aside from, like, the blockchain stuff, because you already, already touched on that, but how do you see, um, well, what's going on with Varo now? What are you guys working on that you, you know, obviously you can't spill all the secret sauce, but you know, some of it and, you know, what's next for you guys over the next uh, few years in order to grow and provide value to your realtors at Vara? Um, you know, we always like to fine tune the, the important pieces of the business, which is our product, our process and our people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's the most integral part of our business. I mean, we can be ahead of the curve with with virtual and 
um, all these wonderful things that are available to us. But we really, really focus on retention um, because we, when we get an agent on board, we don't we don't want to lose it. We we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of money. Yeah, you know, we're very resourceful, um, and so it's really for us to make sure that the platform, the tool that they're signing up for, that subscription based tech, is delivering results. Um, and then getting affiliated and being strategic with who our partners are, who our vendors are, yeah. that are going to really bring our <clears throat> business for full circle. You know, so <laughs> yeah. we got, you know, someone like you at Madison or um, our wonderful insurance agents or our mm-hmm. team of attorneys and appraisers. And so just making sure that our ecosystem is there, our like resources are there. So key because it's all it all comes together. You're Absolutely. Right. Yeah. If, if you're able to teach your agents how to, how to use an ecosystem, it'll just make life so much more fluid. The experience is, is wonderful for the agent and it's even better for the customer because you have a, a team a team oriented mission in a way. You may not be all on the same team, yeah. but you got a bunch of teams working towards a common goal. And so that's super important for us is who do we surround ourselves with? How do we make sure our platform is delivering what we say it's gonna do? And they just keep doing that. Yeah, and it's a very, it's different, Danny, that, and again, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because, again, to be real, New York real estate is not only different from a transactional perspective, but from literally a marketing and a gaining of business perspective. It could be a dog-eat-dog, very shocky Big time. atmosphere. So, Big time. you know, because I come across a lot of people who are just like, it's about me. I just got to get my money, do my thing. And it's it's very refreshing, honestly, to come across someone who has that, as they say, the abundance mentality and the, the team mentality. And again, I think that it's it's more efficient. Your, your day-to-day is actually happier when you're part of a team. Again, even if you're an own, your own solo agent or loan officer, but you have a company that embraces you as a team and cares about your growth, it makes your day-to-day easier and it makes you happier because you're not stressing about, you know, so-and-so is trying to, you know, cut me off on right. this or on that. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's really huge. And it it's hard to really talk about or put into writing because it's not a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that you, you only really feel. Like every time we've met, like I feel it coming from you. You right. exude that type of energy. Um, and I, I think it's key and something that people really need to, to think about when they join a brokerage like like Varo or whoever. It's uh, it's that team. It's that growth mindset. So yeah. I hope that, you know, that's the way people think. But you never know. You never know. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's got always, you know, everybody's got something going on in life. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to make time for yourself. You always have to be um, self-improving and um you know looking looking into the future you know looking looking at what you have going on and seeing how you can make make adjustments and try to be the best version of yourself really to to perform there's a pattern that i have noticed on these podcasts especially with high producers successful people in the business like yourself is that there is this this balance of tremendous confidence and the ability to implement things quickly in order to grow and the other side of that scale is humility and the ability to self-assess and take a look at what you're doing not necessarily wrong but what you could be doing better right and i i think that is honestly a recipe for success i mean the proof is in the pudding obviously 
Um, but it's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice to see that. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and I feel that you encompass that very well. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Appreciate that very much. So, well, any any final thoughts before we leave our audience for the day? Uh, things that you think people should know, whether it's about Varo or the business in general. I mean, I would encourage you guys to check out our website, voropro.com. It's our agent portal. It'll tell you all about the company, um, how to be a part of us, what we have to offer, um, and an overall portrayal of who we are, which is great. You guys should check out the website, voropro.com, 100% commission. We're licensed in seven states. Um, we have a wonderful ecosystem. It's a, it's a great platform to work off of. Don't speculate. Just join. Come experience it for yourself. You guys will love it. Agreed. And Danny, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you specifically? Website, email, call, text. What's, what's the easiest sure, way to reach 516-250-6131. Holla at me, cell phone, text me, email me. Boom. <laughs> That's it. Keeping Whatever it you guys school. want. I'm available. Love it. All right. Danny, thank you so much for Thanks, coming man. on. Appreciate this it. was awesome. Nice to see you. Let's rock and roll. Thanks, guys.